Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Why Not Us NFL Edition podcast. It is finally the postseason after a long holiday hiatus. My name is Adam Glick, joined today, as always, by Josh Spaith and Mason Gross. How are you all doing today and getting ready for the postseason getting started? I am doing fantastic. Matt Nagy is gone. Ryan Pace is gone. And it's playoff time, baby. Let's go. Yeah, how much more could you ask for if you're a Bears fan? I am also doing pretty well, excited about the new year. And of course, the super wild card weekend that we've got coming up. We got a game on Monday night this year. I'm sure we'll break down all the action. But the end of the regular season was a little disappointing for the Browns. Just absolutely could not buy a game if they tried. I don't want to hear the excuses. The fact that the team is sticking with Baker Mayfield makes me very sad. But you know what? At least I don't have to watch them play for another eight months. So at least there's that. Here's what's happening, Spade. They're playing with Mayfield on that extra year of his rookie contract, and they're going to suck because it's Mayfield, and they're tanking for Bryce Young. Watch oh, my out. God. For Bryce Young? That's who we're going for? I'm not super sold on Bryce. Oh, he's a stud. If you watch that championship game this past week, it's not his fault they lost. They were without their two top receivers – and he was throwing great balls to these random guys like off-brand Hunter Renfro, and they just weren't catching him. So he's he's a next-generation guy. Fair enough. Yeah, and my Chargers obviously will touch on them a little bit, but <laughs> devastating loss. Uh, had the playoffs in our hands, found a way to make sure that didn't happen. And uh, with that, kind of before we get into some of these breakdown of games and teams – I think we should talk about just what unfolded with the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars and how the Pittsburgh Steelers are in the postseason. Somehow, somehow a team that I picked to lose out. Yeah, I called it on this podcast. They instead strung together a bunch of wins that they just pulled out of a hat with the exception of the Browns game. That was the only game that they definitely deserved to be there. And sure enough, all they needed was something to happen that's happened for the last six straight years, which was that Jacksonville would beat Indy on their home field as a two-touchdown underdog. How could we not see it coming? I mean, that's just how it works. For whatever reason, Carson Wentz decides to have one of the worst games of his career. Jonathan Taylor can't do anything offensively. And, uh, oh, lo and behold, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a team that can beat a near-playoff team out of the playoffs. I've got a fun little question for you, Adam. If you're yeah. starting a franchise right now, who would you rather have a quarterback, Carson Wentz or Trevor Lawrence? Oh, Ugh. God. That's a yeah. good question, actually. Uh, you're asking for failure, but I would probably go with Carson Wentz. <laughs> the experience. That's Actually, that's tough if I'm starting a franchise. Because if I have really good leadership – I'll go with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's a rookie. He's a raw number one overall pick. He did well in college. He did well in high school. As much as I hate him on the Jags, I don't know. Carson Wentz, I feel like he's definitely been the best that we've seen. So I'm going to go with Trevor. I don't know. That's <laughs> agree to disagree there, but good for Trevor for knocking out the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, did they end up getting the number one pick? The they Jags? did because the Lions beat the Packers. Okay, yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. Amon Ross St. Brown, I just have Dude. to take a second. I have to take a second. For our five listeners out there, I made you so much money if you just hammered every one of his overs for the past four weeks. 
So give me Amon Ra. I love this guy. He's on my dynasty team. I traded for him early in the season, and I am so happy that he's actually going to be an option that I have next year because he's a monster. He is a monster. Speaking of monsters, before we get into some of the, the games, let's talk about uh, Antonio Brown. And <laughs> is he a monster? His, he, he's a monster, at least in the head. And he had a little outburst a couple weeks ago with Tampa, and he's no longer on the team. I don't know if either of you want to get into it, and where do you think it will end up his career from here, and will we see him again on the football field? I just think it was a fun saga to follow. I don't think he's going to play in the NFL again. I think his only real shot was tying himself to Brady, and that ship has sank. I thought what was really interesting was there was some back and forth I was following where – I guess like Bruce Arians was making him play through an injury and la da you could speculate on all that. But AB went to another level where he starts shooting off like text receipts that he's got with one of Brady's like trainers in which the trainer literally says to him like, hey, no problem. We got you on like a bunch of money that he was supposed to pay. And AB posts it anyways and is like, this guy is awful. Like this is the representation of everybody in the NFL against me. It's like, did you read the text? The guy was clearly being helpful. So like, I don't know what's going on. People have chalked this up to CTE, you know, a bunch of different stuff. Clearly, you know, it was a massive burst. And I think that's all we'll see from Antonio Brown. Probably going to make the hall of fame though. Yeah. Either he's going to make the Hall of Fame or the study of his brain and the remains of that are going to be enshrined in a glass case somewhere as an example of why kids shouldn't play football. God forbid, but I don't know. There's some Tasmanian devil going on in that dude's head right now. I just wish him the best. Hope he could land on his feet and he's got all the money in the world. He just needs a good support network. I hope it works out for him. And we'll talk about the Bucks in our breakdown, but this is really not the time for Brady to lose one of his top receivers because he doesn't have Godwin either. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a problem for them as we discuss this postseason race. With that, let's kind of get going here with the first wildcard game to open up the playoff slate on Saturday. Three days of wildcard action this year with the Monday night game as well. Six games to break down with the added team in each league. First, we have the Raiders and the Bengals, a 4-5 matchup. Very interesting game, a very young team on the Cincinnati Bengals side. They had a great year. They win their division. Then you have the Las Vegas Raiders. All the problems they dealt with all year long, and here they are somehow in the postseason with Derek Carr and company. Mark Davis, shout out to him. But this team is here. Can they go into Cincinnati? And at least give them a game, if not win this game as a five seed. I just want to take a second. Adam, I can't let you get away from this. Yeah, we need to talk about this. podcast, what did you say the Raiders were going to do for the rest of the season? Lose out. Lose out. Yes. And what did they do? Win They out. won out. You're welcome. And now they're the five seed going to Cincinnati, who hasn't won a playoff game since 1990. And the Raiders haven't won a playoff game since 2002. So we are going to see a team in the divisional round that hasn't been there in 20 years at least, which is wild. Talent-wise, Cincy should win this game. They're at home. They should win this game. But this Raiders team, they've got this will to fight. They talk about on their team the will to win. That's what Mark Davis, Al Davis, and 
rest in peace, John Gruden. They were all, or not John Gruden. Oh my God. Rest in peace to John Gruden too, though. <laughs> John Madden. I'm sorry. The late, great John Madden. It's all about the will to win for the Raiders franchise. And I just think they might do it. The Bengals, they've got all the momentum in the world right now. Burrow is playing like an all-world quarterback, top five in the league over the past few weeks. But this Raiders team is feisty. And the spread, what is it? Four? Six and a half. Oh, it's six and a half now? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was smaller. So I think the Bengals will win, but the Raiders are going to give them a fight because this team does not die. Josh Jacobs five. is going to try and put the team on his back. Derek Carr has to be smart. Waller, hopefully he's back to full speed. He was not himself on Sunday night football. But if the Raiders can somehow limit T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, then this is a very beatable team because the defense is middle of the pack. It's just stopping those big plays. And if the Raiders are able to do that, they've got a shot. But if they let Jamar Chase and T. Higgins loose, um, all rails are going to fall off. Um, but I think the Bengals win in a close one. Yeah, so these two teams actually played each other in week 11 in Allegiant. This game itself in the playoffs will be at Paul Brown in Cincinnati. But Cincinnati was kind of ahead by a field goal, touchdown for most of the game, and they absolutely blew the doors off this Raiders team in the fourth quarter, mostly using Joe Mixon, who had a couple touchdowns in that game. And the Raiders' offense just never really got going. It was 32-13 to 13 final. You didn't see a lot of the running like the Raiders had against the Chargers, which I think is a big reason why they were able to score so many points. And frankly, this Raiders team has really only been able to score points when they're able to get the running game going. They haven't scored more than 30 points in a game since before the Chargers game, since that Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys, in which they ran the ball pretty well. And in general, just that was a gross game, tons of penalties on both sides. So I think the only way the Raiders can win this game is if they play a lot of defense and they have been doing that decently well. They've kept teams to a pretty you know, small number of points with the exception of that Chargers game and then getting absolutely railed by the Chiefs in week 14, which was the last loss. But they did play good defense against the Colts in what was a must win game a couple of weeks ago. And frankly, I agree with Mason. I don't think that they're going to be able to stop the Cincinnati offense. I do think, though, something that will be interesting to monitor in this game is how Cincinnati starts because Joe Burrow, in his second year in the league, is going to be playing a playoff game. I don't care if you're at home. If you're a young quarterback playing a playoffs for the first time, it's going to be difficult. That's just how it works. I could easily see the Raiders getting out to a one to two score lead and then just blowing it. So I do think the call is perfectly what Mason said, Cincinnati, but I think the Raiders likely will cover that five and a half, six and a half point spread that we've been seeing. Yeah, and I'll probably uh, go with you guys as well with this being a close game. The Raiders have won four in a row to end the season all by four points or less. That will to fight mentality has really worked. They proved it against the Chargers. They didn't even need to win and they still got the job done. And I just have a feeling that this is the first game of the playoffs. It's, you know, somewhat early on a Saturday and, and not everyone's going to be watching. They're going to make it a close game. They're going to get you excited about this postseason. But I just can't see them going into Cincinnati and winning this game. I think Cincinnati, their offensive firepower is too much. They're going to make the big plays. They made them all season long, even against the Chiefs when they came to Cincinnati. And Jamar Chase, all the talent, T. Higgins, all the receivers 
that they have at Burrow's disposal. I think it's too much for the Raiders, and I don't trust the Raiders' offense to get the job done. I know Jacobs had a good game against the Chargers, but that's the Chargers. So I think the Bengals come out on top, and I think they win by a score of 28 to 24. So the Raiders cover the spread. Moving on to the Saturday night game, rivalry division game. The Buffalo Bills will face the New England Patriots for the third time this season. Buffalo gaining that number three seed, winning the division in the last week of the season. Patriots falling all the way down to the sixth seed. And it seems like all the momentum they had earlier in the year when it looked like they were going to win the division when they won that game, Buffalo has kind of fallen off. And they lose last week, obviously, to two in the Dolphins who fired their coach for some reason. And they're now the sixth seed. So they have to go to Buffalo. It's going to be another game where it's going to be drop dead, freezing cold. I think two degrees, according to my weather sources, that is just disgusting to plan. Just you're going to be freezing to death, which I think actually helps the Patriots. But obviously the Bills have all the talent in the world. The spread is only four points. So what do you guys think? Can the Patriots go into Buffalo and win this game? I think that they cannot. I think the Bills are where they need to be. You were right on the money with, I think, the Patriots have kind of peaked. When they strung together four very impressive wins right before their bye against Cleveland, who blows, but they won by 38. The Falcons by 25 on Thursday night, and then they beat the Titans by 23, and then that disgusting win against Buffalo on Monday night. I think since then, I mean, you can't really chalk up their 50 to 10 win against Jacksonville as anything. They lost to the Colts. They lost the second time to the Bills. And they just did not look like they were playing for anything against the Dolphins, which they weren't really. They'd already clinched the playoffs. But you want to see some fight in your team down the stretch of the season, right? That's not what we're seeing here. And once again, I'm going to reiterate the same point that I just made about Joe Burrow. Matt Jones is a rookie quarterback, and this is a road environment. Yes, you've been to Buffalo before. Yes, you've won in Buffalo before, but that was on a Monday night regular season game. The environment in Buffalo at two degrees, I think, is actually going to flip the Buffalo's favor. Sean McDermott is not going to let New England have that advantage. And really, I know we talked about that game when it happened a little while ago in Buffalo, but the defining play of that game was a Damian Harris 67-yard touchdown in the first half of that game. Without that touchdown, this would have been down to the wire. There's a missed field goal by the Bills. It was just like a really, really crappy game overall, and the Bills weren't able to play it out well. What I saw from them in New England taking care of business a few weeks later showed me that they know how to beat this Patriots defense. They scored, I believe, 33 points in that game. And the Patriots offense is good, but it's a lot better when they have the defense that they're building off of. If the Bills are able to score points in bunches, I don't really see a way that the Patriots can keep up with them. So I actually like Buffalo with the spread here, despite the fact that it's going to be disgustingly cold. There's one player that Buffalo has reignited that they didn't have in that Monday night football loss to the Patriots. Devin Singletary. This is going to be a cold game. It's not going to be a snow tornado like that first game was where Buffalo really didn't have much of a running game and they were trying to have Josh Allen throw it and the football was going God knows where. But now they're more balanced with Devin Singletary, and that makes such a huge difference for this team. 
But I think the key to this game is going to be the Buffalo defense. And can they stop this rushing attack of New England? They got exposed on that Monday night football game. And if they could limit them to maybe 125 yards or less total, I don't think they'll have a problem winning because Mac Jones, he's just not ready. Um, He right now, he's going to be better, but right now he is probably bottom 10 starting quarterbacks in the league. If I'm being honest, he just can't do much. He's got the potential, but as of now, he's just not there. So I think Buffalo should win this game rather easily. Do you think he'll throw the ball more than three times in this game? Oh, yeah, but not 30. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little more than three, but honestly, less than 20. I think the Bills are going to win. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Give me a Bills parlay spread with the under and also a prop bet. First touchdown of the game, a Bills defensive touchdown on a Mac Jones <laughs> interception. I think well, the score's going to be – to start the game? Not to start the game, but that's the first score of the game. So give me like third or fourth drive. I think it's going to be 2010 bills. The defenses look good. I know it hasn't been against great offenses the last couple of weeks, but they gave up, I think 10 or 13 points last week to the jets. They play the Falcons. They play the Patriots. As Mason said, stop the run game. Mac Jones. He's not ready yet. He's a true rookie quarterback and he'll get better. I don't think he's going to end up being a great quarterback, but it'll be solid, but he's not ready for this spot on the road. The Buffalo fan base is going to be absolutely bonkers for that game. This is everything in Buffalo because they don't really have a lot else other than maybe the basketball team. So I think Buffalo wins 20 to 10 Patriots. Great year. Bill Belichick, incredible job, what he's done with the talent on that roster, let alone, but they've fallen off a little bit. The rails, the gas is off the pedal. Give me the bills to win. And let's see how far this bills team can go after this round. Yeah, and we'll talk about that, but I think this Bills team is definitely where they need to be in terms of, you know, they lost three out of four against the Colts, the Pats, and the Bucks between weeks 11 and 14. And since that loss in overtime to Tampa, they've put four wins together. So I do think they've had some nice tune-ups. They're back on track, and uh, it'll be exciting to see what they can do. Yeah, for sure. And we got to talk about the other game in the AFC before we flip over to the NFC. That is the Kansas City Chiefs facing the JV Pittsburgh Steelers, the two and the seven seed. This is a Sunday 7-15 game. And we saw these teams play a couple weeks ago where the Chiefs absolutely blew the Steelers out. And they didn't have a a lot of their top guys. Kelsey was out that game. Um, Tyreek Hill only, I think, caught the ball twice for like 19 yards or something. And he still had, Mahomes still had an incredible game. The Steelers can't score points. It is not possible for them to score 20 plus points. We saw that even in their wins against the Ravens last week and throughout this year, they just scrap and claw their way to victory. It's not pretty at all, but they're here. Give them credit. You listen to the Ben Roethlisberger presser today. He even said, we're the 14th best team in the playoffs. We shouldn't be here. We probably will get killed. Let's go out there and have fun. So that is an interesting mentality to have going into this game. And I think they're going to have fun but they're going to probably lose and not cover. And I don't see this being close. Is there any way, Josh? No, I don't think there is. I will say though, that my bet on this game is not going to be Chiefs spread before the game. My bet is going to be exactly what I had with the Chiefs last week, where Steelers are going to go out in the first half. 
they're going to play so-so. Maybe they'll be down by high single digits, like a touchdown going into halftime. And live money on the Chiefs will be like, I don't know, minus 10 or minus 11. Hammer that because second half of Steelers are going to be like, all right, we had our fun. We know the Chiefs are going to blow us open now. Let's just let that happen. And honestly, if th- that could happen in the first half too, and I wouldn't even make the bet, but that this team just can't hang with teams that can play really good offense. And it's, it's just clear, like their last three losses have been against the Bengals, who they gave up 41 points to. They have a pretty good offense. Minnesota, you have 36 points to. Pretty good offense when they run the ball well. And the Chiefs, they gave up, they lost 36 to 10 when they played an arrowhead in week 16. So, I mean, I, I don't see them having a chance in this game. It seems like Ben was like, all right, I'm ready to retire. I'm really ready to retire. Wait, you guys did what? You put me in the playoffs? I didn't ask for this. I'm trying to be done, not get a That's his fault concussion. He should, he should sit. He should be like, you know what? I, I am retiring. Mason Rudolph, you're going to play this playoff game. That would be really interesting. Najee Harris is their entire offense. We've said this all year. I know that I pick against the Steelers team all the time, and they just keep finding ways to win. But come on, like this, this team has nothing on Kansas City. Kansas City's firing on all cylinders. And frankly, this is like a tune-up game for the Chiefs before they go and face the rest of the AFC gauntlet. So give me the Chiefs by a million. Yeah, you said all that needs to be said about this game. Ben Roethlisberger would rather be laying on a lawn chair in Naples, Florida right now than traveling to Arrowhead and playing this football game. He's mentally retired, and this is not going to be pretty. Yeah, it's definitely not. And I this game is on Sunday, so it won't just after the snow. But I think that this game, my one prediction, we're going to have a score-a-gami game where the Chiefs win like 39 to 13 or something, some ridiculous weird score. And I just can't see the Steelers even keeping it remotely close. Maybe, as you said, Josh, they can keep it close for a half. Honestly, that would be surprising to me, maybe a quarter at best if I had to predict this game. But credit the Steelers for somehow being here. And Mike Tomlin, he doesn't have losing teams. Every year they have a winning record and you have to give them credit at the end of the day. He's a special coach. Yeah, he really is. is. Even with a team as bad as this one. Exactly. I mean, you put any other coach on this Steelers roster, you're not going over close to 500. So fact that they're here, credit to them, but Kansas city, they're trying to go on another title run. So they're going to have a little tune up game against the Steelers this week. Now let's get into our AFC predictions at this point. Obviously the one team not playing is the number one seed getting the buy the Tennessee Titans, Derek Henry and company as well. Can this number one seed, how far will they go? Mason, what is your predictions to get to the AFC championship and then to the Super Bowl? My prediction has been what it's been all season. And that's the chiefs are going to make the Super Bowl. They are the most talented team in the AFC, I think by far, they're the two seed. Um, Buffalo's the three seed, so they're going to play Buffalo next week. Buffalo, that's going to be a very fun matchup. Um, Whenever these two teams get together, you know that it's going to be must-watch television, but I think the Chiefs are going to find a way to win in Arrowhead, and then they're either going to be playing Tennessee or Cincy in the championship. 
And the Chiefs just always seem to have a way to beat Tennessee when it matters. Tennessee beat them earlier this year, I believe. Yeah, they did at home 27-3. to This is going to be a Patrick Mahomes revenge game. And, I mean, the Chiefs are making the Super Bowl. There's just too big of a talent discrepancy, in my opinion. The Chiefs have lost to seeds one, three, and four out of the AFC this year. Twice in the season. I mean, I I agree. I think there's one team that can. The Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry. This team. No, I think I think they're coming out of the AFC. I think this Titans team finally has what it takes. They're finally going to be back and healthy, especially with that bye. I don't think Cincinnati or. Vegas, regardless who comes out of that game, I don't think either of those teams are going to have any kind of a chance against Derrick Henry because neither of them can play defense. And do, like you, you glossed over this. It was twenty-seven to three. Like okay, yes, when the Bills beat them, it was thirty-eight to ten. When the Bengals thirty-eight to twenty. When the Bengals beat them, it was really close. Like sure, but we're we're going back to the first half of the season where the Chiefs started three and four, and they had two – their last two losses of that stretch were against Buffalo and Tennessee. No, they are Mahomes, 12 and five. That's I nine understand. One. I understand, and I, I think that they are a great team. Patrick Mahomes clearly has gotten his head back on his shoulders. He only threw three interceptions – sorry, four interceptions in the last three months. That's great. But he threw two picks against Buffalo, and he didn't throw a touchdown against Tennessee. So – these, these defenses are going to give him trouble. The Buffalo game will be close. I do think the Kansas City pulls that one out. But if Derrick Henry is fully back from his injury, how, how can you stop this Titans offense? Ryan Tannehill starting to hit A.J. Brown again. They're getting all these pieces together. Maybe Julio gets in the mix a little bit. And their defense is so slept on. This Titans team has been locking things down, even while they've missed some of their key guys throughout the season. And I'm just, I'm, I'm continuously impressed by them. They'll go out and they'll have, you know, a fumble game every once in a while, but that's the regular season. That's what you get it out for. This is the best chance the Titans have had to make the Super Bowl in a very long time. And frankly, since the last time these two teams played in the AFC Championship game, which was two years ago. So I, I like the Titans. I don't think that they are going to be a popular pick, but give me Tennessee. What has Kansas City done in the through when Mahomes has been on the team that they're going to have to do this year that he has never done to get to the Super Bowl? Win on the road. Games. Win yeah. on the road. Win a road game. You look at the Chiefs' season this year. Who is their best win on the road? The Raiders, maybe, or the Eagles. They've lost every close. I mean, they've lost every game against decent teams on the road. They don't win road games. And I don't think they're going to go into – if ten, the thing is with me is I'm worried that Tennessee might not even get to the AFC Championship. You think they're going to they lose? Get there, I think they could lose to Cincy. But what? if they get there, <laughs> they will make the Super Bowls my prediction. So give Wait, me – Wait, let's, let's, let's break down Titans-Bengals real quick. Tell me how the Bengals win that game. A lot of points on the board. Tennessee's a lot of big plays. defense is also middle yeah. of the pack, so that's how. So Tennessee's defense held Patrick Mahomes at three points in October. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's when the Chiefs were a shell of who they are now. Yeah, that's that fair. In October. I don't know. I just I think Tennessee because they're at home. 
they will get the job done over Kansas City. But I do have an alternate scenario, which I would love to see. Bengals and Bills in the AFC Championship. Oh, my God. Just the opposite. It, just the opposite. Those are my two predictions of the possible matchups. We'll get okay, one. let me – let me just ask the two of you before we end our AFC breakdown. Which of the wild card teams do you think has the best chance of making the AFC championship game? Winning two games. What between the Steelers and the and the Patriots and the Raiders? Oh yes. Two games? Two games. The best chance the is the Patriots because of the coaching. I'm going to go with the Pats as well. I, I think that the, the NFC, you might have a bit more of a chance of that happening, but, you know, it happens. It's random. The NFL has its mysterious ways. I, I would also go with the Pats. They, you think the, the Raiders will win two games? That'd be pretty crazy. Raiders then beat Tennessee. They have the be best cool. path to do to win two games of the wildcard teams. That would be opinion. a wild story after the season that they've had. Yeah. Usually, though, you'll get, of these three teams playing, probably one will win. Usually always happens. And I think they have the best chance, but we'll see. Now let's move on to the NFC. And the first game of the NFC playoffs is on Sunday early in the day. That is the Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Credit to the Philadelphia Eagles for getting in the playoffs, which another team that I don't think is good, but here they are. Tampa Bay Bucks, we talked about all the, the – not problems, but Antonio Brown saga not having Godwin as well. Are they prone to get back to another Super Bowl? I don't know. But what do you guys think, at least for this game, are the Bucks just going to blow them out as the spread indicates at eight and a half? Tom Brady's going to get whatever he wants, whether it's to Mike Evans, Gronk, um, Cameron Great, O.J. Howard, Tyler Johnson, it doesn't matter. This Eagles team is not very good. Jalen Hurts has been a little bit hobbled with his ability to run the ball, and that's what makes him more of a dynamic player. He's not really anything special through the air. I don't know. Like, the Eagles defense has been fine. Throw out last week against the Cowboys because that was with their backups. But you're not beating Tom Brady in Tampa. I'm sorry. It might be closer than people think, but – there's no way Tampa loses this game. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think that the Eagles have a decent chance of covering at home against Tampa as a seven-point dog on Thursday night football in week six. They lost by six. So, naturally, they covered on the game. Tampa yeah, that, was up, like, huge, and then they just stopped playing yeah. football. It was just a backdoor cover of a lifetime. It was just Vegas knowing exactly what was going to happen because why else would they go for two in the and, fourth quarter? It, it, when it's eight and a half, backdoor covers are very possible. Yeah, exactly, was, and that's why I think that's possible. Tampa dominant. Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely possible. Um, a better statistic that we can pull up here is uh, in the six games the Eagles have played this year, against fellow playoff teams. Do you know how many of them they won? Zero. Correct answer is zero. That's good. So that's that's always a good recipe, especially when you're the seventh seed. And uh, the Eagles had a, a really good path of six games before their Dallas game to – sorry, seven games that they needed to win most of to clinch the playoffs. Those were two games against the Giants, two games against the Washington football team, one against the Jets, one against the Saints, one against the Broncos. All of those non-playoff teams, and they lost one of their games to the Giants in the Meadowlands. So this team can go out and they can score points, and Jalen Hurts can play really well and be their 
leading rusher this year against bad teams. You know what Tampa is not? Anywhere close to a bad team. They're very good. And I know we've discussed they're missing a few pieces. I think that this would be a good opportunity for Brady to get himself, you know, some nice little Gronk plays, some OJ Howard, as you mentioned. Mike Evans, is he going to be back for this game? Yeah. Okay, so just get Mike Evans involved. Run the ball. You're going to get Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard back from the IR this week. Start opening up a little bit. This is the chance for Tampa, kind of like Kansas City, to have their tune-up game in the 7-2 before they go and face the rest of the NFC, and I think they should be able to take care of business. Yeah, I think they will. They're way more talented. The Eagles, another team like the Steelers that shouldn't be here. I think they're the 13th of 14 teams in the playoffs. And as my another prop bet that I like for this game, of all the playoff wildcard games this weekend of the six teams, give me the Bucks to score the most points at whatever odds they are, plus, I don't know, maybe 400 or something. I like the Bucks to score at the most points. The Eagles have not a good defense in my mind, and I think they're going to get killed. They gave up 51 points to the Cowboys to end the season the other week. So I don't think this game's close. I like the Bucks to cover, but it could be a backdoor. You never know. But I don't think that this game will be close. I think it will be the biggest blowout that we see this weekend in my mind. Moving on. Bucks, real quick, I think Bucks yeah. are a perfect teaser. Oh, perfect. Two and tease him down to two and a half. Throw that oh. in every single teaser you make this weekend. Of course. You have to get surgical. It's the NFL playoffs. Let's <laughs> move let's move on to the probably the most, in my mind, the most exciting game of the weekend that we have. That is the San Francisco 49ers going up to Jerry's world to face the Dallas Cowboys. This is a six. Three matchup. The Cowboys, we know, have been here before. They have lost these games before. And this spread is only three points. The 49ers last week, incredible. It looked like their playoff hopes and dreams were you know, nothing. And they come back on the road at SoFi and they beat the Rams. The 49ers have beaten the Rams so many times. They have their number. Give them all the credit in the world. It's unbelievable. And they are a very dangerous team at 10 and seven. They had a gauntlet of a schedule and here they are only a three point dog to the Cowboys. So I think this is where we could have some differing picks for this game. So I'll start with Mason on this. Who do you like? So the playoffs to me, coaching is so much more important than in the regular season. And I think there is a clear talent discrepancy between these two coaches. Mike McCarthy is not a good football coach. The reason he had so much success in Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers. Kyle Shanahan is a genius. I don't know how this 49ers team is good. It makes no sense to me with all the injuries they have and Jimmy Garoppolo being bad. But they find a way to beat these really good teams, make the playoffs, and he took them to a Super Bowl twice with Colin Kaepernick for one and another one recently who was, was Garoppolo the quarterback again? Yeah. Yeah. It was was Garoppolo. This dude is a mastermind and the Cowboys always find a way to lose in the playoffs. Combine that with their not so great coach and Mike McCarthy. I think the 49ers win this game for that exact reason. Yeah. I, I actually kind of have to agree with you, but before I dive into that, 
Glick, why don't we talk about a little uh, text chain that you and I had going towards the end of that 49ers game? I also had money on the San Francisco 49ers. Let's, uh, let's take a little time travel device back to when Adam and I decided that we would make an on-the-air wager about who was going to make the playoffs this year. I said that the Niners would be in, and Adam said that the Saints would be in. Adam, who would have made the playoffs if the Niners had lost? Uh, the Saints. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. So thank you very much to Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco defense for picking off Matt Stafford in overtime. Great comeback, great win, and I'm going to ride them out. I, I like a lot of the points that you just made, Mason. I think that it is unbelievable that in the four and a half, five years, five years now that Dak Prescott has been in the NFL, they have made the playoffs twice before this. And they have won a total of one game. In 2016, when Dak won Offensive Rookie of the Year, him and Zeke were both rookies, and that team looked unstoppable. They were the number one seed. You know what they did in the divisional at home at Jerry World? They lost to Atlanta. They then, in 2018, won a division, beat Seattle in kind of a gross game on Wild Card Weekend, and then lost to the later on NFC champions, LA Rams. I, I just don't see this team having the goods to, to win in the playoffs. I know that a lot of people are really high on the Cowboys and they'll, you know, look at their past few games against the division and say, yeah, they've been slamming Washington and they scored 51 against Philadelphia. The NFC East is disgusting. You know, they're going to go out and they're going to destroy everybody because the entire division is terrible. And somehow this division put two teams in the playoffs this year. How it happened, I have no idea, but it doesn't make them any good. They can't play that good of defense. Trayvon Diggs doesn't get interceptions anymore. He hasn't had one in his last few games, and he's also just not that good of a cornerback. He gives up over 100 yards in a lot of games. He's given up the most yards of any cornerback in the NFL this year. Right, and the Cowboys' last three losses, all to playoff teams. The Cardinals, in a game where their offense just couldn't get going, the Raiders, where they couldn't get anything going because they had penalties the entire game. And then the Chiefs, where they only scored nine points. I would not be surprised if this Niners defense comes out angry and gets a couple turnovers off of Dak in the beginning of the game. Zeke doesn't get it fully going. And I, this, this might get kind of ugly. This is the small spread of the weekend with the Cowboys by three. And that really shows you the confidence that Vegas has in this Dallas team. And I'm, I'm all of the Niners. I think that Debo Samuel honestly could be one of the best offensive players in the entire playoffs right now. And he could really take advantage of this Cowboys defense. He did that last week against the Rams. They've done that consistently. And this Niners team has looked very good. They've strung together a couple wins against the Bengals and the Rams over the last five weeks. And they were very close to winning that game in Tennessee on Thursday night a few weeks ago too. So Really, since they were, what is this? They've won seven of their last nine to make the playoffs, starting with that Monday night win against the Rams. I don't know. This team This team is back in business, and I, I like them a lot. So I'm going to lie with them. Yeah, it's, it's tough because I really wanted to pick the Niners, but then both of you picked them. So I feel like I have to can't. take the Cowboys, but Give I can't. Cowboys. I can't. Listen, I love teams that – have to win basically every week to make the playoffs. Like every game is a playoff game theoretically. And that's what the Niners were facing because of their schedule all year long. And the teams they played 
every game was so important, so big. And the fact that they were able to come back on the road last week to show that mentality and grit. I mean, how can you not love their team? As Mason talked about the coaching staff, I love their running game and Elijah Mitchell as well. I think he's one of the best players that nobody talks about. And I think Jimmy G is going to do just enough to get it done on the road in Dallas. I think they're going to win 23 to 20. It's going to be a low scoring game. I like another prop bet. Dalton Schultz first touchdown score in that game for the Cowboys. He's he had, I think a couple touchdowns last week against the Eagles. Dak likes him in the red zone. I think he's going to get a touchdown at plus crazy odds, probably eight to 900, but I do like the Niners to win. They're a better team in my eyes. If this game was in San Francisco, I think they could win by double digits, but because it's in Dallas, I think it's going to be close, but until Dallas is able to get over the hump and go far in a postseason, how can you pick the Cowboys? I can't. So give me the Niners. And I think they're going to be one or two teams that will win road games this weekend. I'm thinking two, and we might get to another team that could win a road game with the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. And this game, fittingly, is on Monday night, as it should be. This is going to be a fantastic game. I love NFL putting a wild card game on Monday night football. It is amazing. It's a rival, division rivalry, the 4-5 seed. I think this game could go so many different ways. I'll ask Josh, who do you like in this one? For the Monday night game, I am going to go with the Cardinals to go into L.A. and win. The road team has won this game in both matchups this season. Obviously, it was a thrilling divisional race down to the wire. Both the Rams and the Cardinals lost their last game. And the Cardinals, they've lost four of their last five, including a loss to Detroit, which obviously you don't like to see. But I think it's really the offense that needs a kickstart here, and I think they should be able to do that. When they lost against the Rams at home, they were one of the hottest teams in the NFL, and that was the beginning of that slump that I just mentioned. But they have a fully healthy DeAndre Hopkins. This team has been able to run the ball really well with James Conner for the most part, and he couldn't really get it going on the ground in that game either. I would look for them to try to open the running game a little bit earlier. And really this Rams team, I know you guys are probably going to commend them and be very high on them. They've got a stacked roster. Now they got your guy Eric Weddle coming back off retirement to play. I don't know. They've, they've had some, some really interesting wins down the stretch. That win against Baltimore, I – it was, it was a tough game. It was obviously right down to the wire. They won under a minute left and just another brutal loss for the Ravens, as much as I love to see that. But this Rams team throughout the year has had trouble with really, really big-name teams. There are only two exceptions to that being they're winning at the Bucks in Week 3 and then that win against Arizona on Monday night. But other than that, they've lost to a lot of playoff teams, and I get that's difficult, but that's where you really want to prove your worth. The other component to this, which I know you're familiar with, is SoFi Stadium. Rams don't really bring a ton of home fans nope. to their that home was all games. all Niners last week. Yeah, it was all Niners. When you heard that interception to seal the game, it was a lot of positivity, not a lot of negativity. And you don't, you don't want that. The Cardinals don't travel super well, but they will definitely make the drive just west to come to L.A. for that game. And if I'm Kyler Murray... This is my first opportunity in the NFL to go out and win a playoff game. First time that the Cardinals have been in the playoffs in a while. Don't disappoint. If I'm Cliff Kingsbury, this is the reason why the team went and hired me from Texas Tech. 
don't disappoint. This is your opportunity to do something huge. This Rams team is a four-point favorite, and I, I think that's pretty fair. But honestly, they could be even bigger of a favorite. I'm still going to take Arizona. I think that they just have a fight. They're eight and one on the road this year, and I, I just I can't get sold on this Rams team. Maybe one of the two of you can sell me on them, but I'm just I'm not there yet. So you want to know how many more playoff wins Matt Stafford has than Kyler Murray? None. They both have zero. Exactly. Matt <laughs> Stafford is not a clutch quarterback, and he never has been. Like, the last two weeks, he was on the stretch where he completed something in the 20s, like a lot of passes in a row. And yet they still found a way to lose to San Francisco, the Rams did. And that's because Matt Stafford just disappears in the fourth quarter. He is not a clutch quarterback. The Rams brought him in to have them take this jump to the next level. During the first half of that Rams-Niners game, I thought, wow, this team could be a Super Bowl contender. And then they lost. And now I think they're going to lose in the first round. This game could go either way. If the Rams and Matt Stafford play well, they could make the Super Bowl. But if Matt Stafford plays like playoff Matt Stafford, then this team isn't going anywhere. I, I'm not going to make a prediction here because I don't know which one's going to turn up. But I will tell you that the Rams are not going to win one playoff game this year. It's going to be zero or it's going to be two plus. Oh, interesting. I thought you were going to say like they're not going to win a playoff game. Oh, you no. Think? It's either going to be they're not winning a playoff game or they're winning two or more. I do like that hmm. take. I like That's a good take. Yeah, I like the Rams in this game. What they did in Arizona with the defensive line pressure on Kyler Murray, they're all a 1,000 feet taller than him, and they're going to get in his vicinity, and it's going to make it a very hard time for him to throw the football. As we saw, I don't know, week whatever it was, 11, 12, who knows. They went out there to Arizona, and they took advantage. Cooper Cup, another incredible game when they played the Cardinals. He's been so amazing all year long. As long as Stafford cannot turn the ball over, which he likes to do, he did it in the Niners game, I think they're going to win the game, give Sonny Michelle the ball on the ground. I, in Acres, I don't know how much he's going to play in this game, but, you know, a little here and there. But I think the Rams are so talented. I know that they've been up and down. They blew the Niners game, but – as Mason said, they can just win this game. They could do something, but they got to get past the Cardinals. They're at home. I think they're going to do just enough to get it done. I actually like the Cardinals to cover, but not mm. win the game. I think the Rams are going to win by a field goal or less. Give me the Rams 27 to 24. And they, as we're about to get to now our predictions, if they win this game, I might put them going somewhere. So with like that. Like the Super Bowl? Who knows? Who knows? Go for it. Okay. So I'll start with my prediction first then. So obviously the Packers are the number one seed and they've looked like the best team in football for, for the, at least the second half of the year, for sure. And I think there's no doubt in my mind that they will get to an NFC championship. I think it's the path is there for them. They're facing I mean, they, they face the highest remaining seat. Yeah. So that's, that's why I think, yeah, yeah, no, that's why I think they're going to play the, the Niners in the second round. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. So I think they're going to beat the Niners it's going to be a good game, but I think they beat the Niners and then you're going to have Rams. If I think the Rams will win against the Cardinals against the Bucks, And I think the Rams 
They're going to go into Tampa and they're going to win the game. And as we talk about the weapons that are not at Brady's disposal, they're not that great when he doesn't have all these talented receivers behind him. It, it makes it very challenging. Listen, he's Brady's been phenomenal. He's a, the go, he's goaded of all time, but without, you know, a limited ish Mike Evans, you don't have Godwin, you don't have Antonio Brown. I don't know if they're going to produce enough offense against a Rams team that can score the football and they're going to give Brady all he can handle. So with that, I think the Rams are going to win in Tampa and get to an NFC championship against the Green Bay Packers, which I think would be a phenomenal game between Stafford and Rodgers. And just because I have this in my bets, I'm going to have to keep it going. I have Rams preseason Super Bowl winners. I don't think they're going to do it, but, you know, it's a fun little prop bet. And I think they're not going to win against Green Bay. So I would like them to, but I just can't see it. So give me Green Bay facing the Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl. As of my predictions, so right now. This is so frustrating for me because if Brady had his weapons, I think they just bulldoze the rest of this NFC. If he has Godwin and Fournette and AB, I just don't have Fournette. Fournette, is he going to come back? He had activated off the IR today. He's going to be back for this game against the Eagles? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is huge. Yeah. That is enormous. Bucks are making it to the Super Bowl. Done. Now that they have Fournette. <laughs> seriously, yes. Because Brady is just so good. This defense has been electric. They've got the same roster as they did last year. They made it to the Super Bowl, and Brady has more experience with these guys now. I just can't see the Packers doing it. I really can't. There's something about this team. I don't know what it is. They don't make the Super Bowl. And I don't think this year is any different. So give me the box. I'm hoping that you're wrong because I have my preseason money on the Packers. Actually, I think it was week two money after they had a brutal start to the season. I got them at nine to one. So I'm hoping that that's going to be the case. But I do have to be fair here. If I'm going to go with the picks that I made, then like you mentioned, it'll be Niners Packers. That actually might be a pretty good game. I think that that's first off a rematch of the NFC championship game in 2019, which was a pretty good game. Sorry, 2020. Yeah, whatever. You know, two seasons ago. But the Niners absolutely blew them out in that game. They did not play this year. So there's nothing to actually, no, they did play this year. They played a close game in week three. And was that on? Yeah, that was on Sunday night football. What happened in that game? Oh, yeah, that was the game where the Niners scored a touchdown with 37 seconds left, and the fans were, like, celebrating as if it was done, and then they, the Packers went down, and Mason Crosby had a 51-yarder at the buzzer. That was a really good game. So that game will be in Lambeau. This game was in Levi Stadium in San Francisco, so maybe it won't be as close, but that will definitely be, definitely be a good game. If I'm going to stick with the Cardinals against the Bucs, I, I have to agree. I, I guess I'm just doing Packers-Bucs. Again, give me the rematch. That's fine. I, I think that you're right, though. I, I hate just repeating what you guys were saying. If the Rams beat the Cardinals, I'm going to take them over the Bucs because this, this Rams team already beat the Bucs this year. They played really, really well in that game, and they just had a good game plan. And I understand it's the playoffs, but I do think Sean McVay has found a way to beat Brady because, you know, he, he needed to after losing to him in the Super Bowl. 
it's it's going to be tough. I think the NFC is a lot more variable than the AFC. You've got a lot of teams that have a chance. I think that every team in the NFC, with the exception of the Eagles, and honestly, the Cowboys, has a real, real shot in my mind at making a strong run here. I would not be surprised if any other team did. Actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that I have more faith in the Cowboys than the Cardinals. In terms of long term, if the Cowboys can string together a couple of wins and they look really, really good in the playoffs, then that's fine. But this is going to be a gauntlet. All these teams are really, really good. And I'm hoping that, you know, I kind of feel the same energy where the Packers just don't have it. But I really hope they do for the sake of my money as much as I hate the Packers. I just, I, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want to go out and win another Super Bowl. And he's only been to one Super Bowl. So definitely going to look to try to get another one. Yeah, and after last year in my Survivor with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, what they did to me, mm. I, I just I hate the Bucks. I just really need them to lose, and I'm hoping the Packers can do just enough to get in the Super Bowl, but obviously I would, I would like the Rams as well. But it will be a very fun, very exciting weekend for sure. It's been an incredible season. So many underdogs winning, so many incredible games and storylines. Like, how do you not love the NFL? I'm going to miss – Red Zone, Scott Hansen Sundays, but you know we'll have it next year. And obviously, we have another show that you should listen to: our college basketball podcast, getting really in depth into the season now with conference play. But NFL playoffs this weekend should be a lot of fun. Six games, going to be a great time. Any last thoughts from Josh or Mason? If the Bucks had Amon Ross St. Brown, <laughs> no team is beating them. That oh is my all. god. Well, maybe they can develop one of their rookies as well as uh, the Lions have Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't know. I, the last thing that I will say is uh, I'm excited for Ben Roethlisberger to be leaving the NFL. It's a long time coming. See you later. I was uh, expecting as much as he was that that was going to be a week 18. Nope, it's going to have to be week 19. That's just fine. I hope that his exit is by 20 plus points to the Chiefs. I think it will be. My, you know, it's, it's bittersweet, but. As much as I love just tormenting Trevor Lawrence all year, I don't have that opportunity this week because they're not playing. They're not in the playoffs. They had a horrible year, even though they beat the Colts. So I'm going to have to find a new somebody, probably a quarterback to pick on. So I'm getting excited for that. My early candidates are Ben Roethlisberger and Jalen Hurts. We will see, but I'm excited for the postseason. And I can't wait for the games happening Saturday, Sunday, and Monday this year. So it should be a great time. For myself, Adam Glick, Josh Spaith, Mason Gross, thank you so much for joining us here today in the great analysis. Enjoy the football. Enjoy postseason NFL madness here in middle of January, and we will see you next week to break down the divisional matchups. Thank you so much.